0: If you're looking for proven tools for your workplace toolbox, you're in the right place. Now, let's get after it. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Working Conversations podcast, where we talk all things leadership, business communication, and trends in organizational life. I'm your host, Dr. Janelle Anderson. Recently, I was facilitating a training class for a group of managers, and when we got to this segment of the curriculum where we discuss performance management. I always get great questions and unique situations for which I provide as many ideas as possible in the time that we have. I call this part of the training, Ask Janelle Anything, because I've already gone through some very specific techniques on giving performance management, and then I ask, what are your most challenging specific issues that you're dealing with as it relates to coaching your employees either back up to performance level or to their peak performance? I always get snarly interesting problems, and then I get to help the managers navigate those specific situations. It is my favorite part of class. So in a recent session when I was teaching that class, I was asked about how to give performance feedback and coaching to an employee who is a really high performer, one of the best they've ever managed, a person who's highly motivated and does an amazing job, but that there are still areas where this employee could improve, even if slightly. The manager who asked the question explained that the employee tends to overreact when constructive feedback is given. Even the slightest coaching makes the employee think that the sky is falling and that they're really hard on themselves about the feedback and how they're going to implement it, and then they think they're doing a terrible job, which is not the situation at all, so This manager asked me what to do about that. And today I'm going to share with you what I shared with that manager and the other group of managers who were in that training class on that particular day. So the question is, how do you give feedback to your high performer in a way that is useful and meaningful and doesn't have them overreact? Well, we're going to apply the three V's to this situation to find a way to give specific and direct feedback to the person without having them overreact. We'll look at what to do with the words, the first of the three Vs, the verbal part of the message. Then we'll look at what to do with tone of voice, the second V, and everything related to that vocal part of the message. And then we'll also zero in on some new ideas about how to use visual communication to put the feedback in context, that third V, visual, so that the person doesn't lose perspective and blow it out of proportion. You can use this method with colleagues, in your personal life, and even with your boss when you need to manage up. So imagine this. You're like that manager who was in my training class. You've got this amazing team member on your team who does great work, and your job as their manager, or maybe even as their colleague, is in part to help them get even better. But again, this employee overreacts when they get any sort of critical feedback whatsoever. Well, People who are really driven and generally very good, if not already excellent at what they do, oftentimes have a hard time taking in constructive feedback. You see, most of them are already aware of many to most of their shortcomings, and they're already working on addressing those shortcomings. And so they know they're good and they know they're getting better, but of course, From an outside perspective, there are still things that they don't see or acknowledge or even know about their own performance. And that's where you come in. Again, somebody who is in that situation may easily take it out of context and blow it out of proportion, but the method that I'm about to share with you in this episode is going to help you shape their understanding of the feedback so that they're far less likely to make a mountain out of a molehill. They're far less likely to take it out of context. They're far less likely to make it a much bigger deal than it is. So again, this method that I'm about to share with you is going to work for your top performers at work. Let's say that person who is highly motivated and tends to overreact when constructive feedback is given, thinks the sky is falling. This will also work in your personal relationships. And let me give you a quick example here. I recently used this with the son of a friend of mine, a high school aged boy who was in a romantic relationship, is in a romantic relationship and who was frustrated with getting too many texts from his girlfriend. He thought that she just reaches out a little too often, and he didn't want it to start to feel like she was clingy. But he wanted to give her that feedback, like, hey, I love our relationship, and can you text me less? So I'll show you how it would work with the in the personal relationship, where in this particular case, the high school boy doesn't want to get quite so much communication from his girlfriend. It also works in giving feedback to your kids. Let's say, for example, that you have your kids doing chores around the house for you, and mm, every time they go to clean the picture window or the windows by the front door, they leave kind of a smeary mess with the glass cleaner. Now, you don't want to demoralize or degrade the rest of the work they're doing. They're doing some amazing work. You just want the smears off the window. So you could. this would work with a smeary glass or whatever fine-tuning you might need to do in that situation. This could also work if you're coaching athletes. For example, let's say you're a swim coach, and you notice that one of your top swimmers could probably swim a little bit faster if they cup their hands maybe a little bit differently or a little bit more, and you want to give them that feedback. But you don't want to detract from what an amazing swimmer they already are. And back to the workplace, this could also work when you need to give upward feedback. Let's say most of what goes on between you and your boss works really, really well, but there's one thing that either bugs you a little bit or that they could do differently that would serve you both even better. Or maybe it would even serve the customers that you serve together even better. All right, so we are going to lean on Dr. Albert Moravian's three Vs, verbal, vocal, and visual. And if you're not familiar with Dr. Moravian's three Vs, I want you to go back to episode five of the Working Conversations podcast, where I talk in depth about the three Vs, and you will get a refresher. Or if you aren't familiar with the three Vs, that episode will be a great primer for you to come up to speed on the three Vs. So, in short, the three Vs are verbal, vocal, and visual. All three components are important. And When all three components are sending the same message, the verbal message supports the visual message, supports the vocal message, they're all sending the same message, your communication is congruent. It's highly trustworthy. It builds relationship. So we want to use all three of these Vs. Now, of course, all three Vs are important, but there is one specific technique that you can use in the verbal V. And one specific technique that I'm going to share with you that you can use in the visual V that will make all the difference in the terms of the person taking your constructive feedback in context and not overreacting. We'll also talk about vocal as well, just because it is part of it. But let's go through them each one by one. Again, I'm going to give you some amazing tips specifically in the verbal and the visual that are going to make all the difference in terms of how this constructive feedback lands with your person. All right, again, so the verbal, a quick recap on what the verbal V is. This is the words that we use in our communication with another person. And it doesn't matter if those words are spoken words out loud, that would be oral, but also verbal because they are words, or if they are written down in a text message, in a note to somebody, in an email to them, or in the chat, in Teams, or Slack, or some other channel that is words only. Okay, so here's what you're going to do with your words. You're going to start with this particular phrase. Are you open to some feedback? You might even say, are you open-minded to some feedback? And then I'll tell you how the rest of the question goes. But here's the thing. Most people think of themselves as open-minded, and they will say yes to this. So you've got buy-in before you've even told them what it is. They're already primed. Okay, so let me give you some specific examples about how the end of that question would go. Are you open to some feedback that will make you an even better member of our team? So do you hear what the last part of that sentence does or the last part of that question? It says, make you an even better member of our team. So I'm acknowledging that you're already a great member of our team or a good member, at least, because we're going to go from good to better or great to even better than great. Okay, If you're using this in a relationship context, are you open to some feedback that will make our relationship even better? Or perhaps our relationship even better, at least for me, because this feedback, of course, for the high school boy who wants his girlfriend to text him less is perhaps only going to serve him, but hopefully in serving him, it will also serve the relationship in general. In terms of athletics, if you are coaching somebody on their athletic performance, it might sound like this. Are you open to some feedback that can make you even faster or make you even more accurate? Let's say if it's a tennis shot or something like that, or whatever the area of improvement is, are you open to some feedback that will make you even better in some fashion? And then if you were to use this with your manager or supervisor in a managing up context, you might say something like this. Are you open to some feedback that would make me love working for you even more? Presuming, of course, that you actually love working for that person. Maybe you're going to dial it back from love to like or enjoy or appreciate or something like that. Are you open to some feedback that would make me appreciate working for you even more? Like who is going to say no to that? Again, most people find themselves or at least believe themselves to be open-minded. And so they're going to say yes to that because... You're acknowledging that this is a situation that's already good or great, and you want to make it even better. So the person is already primed to say yes. Now, quick caveat. If the relationship is not great, You don't want to use this. This is for when we're looking for that incremental improvement of something that's already working really, really well. I've got other episodes on how to give feedback and constructive feedback when things aren't great. So we'll link those up in the show notes. But this is for when everything's already really good, but you want to make it even better. You're just doing some fine tuning here. So again, your verbal piece of advice or your verbal technique here is to say, are you open to some feedback that will make this even better? So we're doing two things there. The first piece is, are you open to some feedback or are you open-minded to some feedback? And then the next piece is that will make this even better. So we're level setting it good or great. And then we're anticipating moving to a place that's even better. Okay. So that's the verbal technique. Are you open to some feedback? That will make this even better. So it's a two-parter. This episode is made possible by Instacart. If you haven't already started using Instacart, now is the time, my friend. Now, I'm the first one to say that I actually enjoy a trip to the grocery store. I really do. But you know what I like doing even better? Making this podcast. When I was deep in the development of this podcast, outlining and recording the first few episodes, my kids reminded me that they needed to eat. Instacart to the rescue. In absolutely record time, Magnolia, my Instacart shopper that day, delivered chicken nuggets, milk, avocados, fresh berries, and a host of other groceries we needed. When life gets busy, or when you just want to feel like royalty and have someone do it for you, there's Instacart. Get $10 off your first order when you sign up at workingconversations.com forward slash Instacart. Now, back to the show. All right, now the vocal. So a quick recap on vocal of the three Vs. Vocal is your tone of voice, your inflection. Um, It's what makes sarcasm work because sarcasm is typically delivered with a dry bite to it. And we can't do that if we're using just words alone. If you've ever tried to be sarcastic in a text message or in an email, you know that that usually falls flat. You have to have a really close relationship with a person for them to understand your tone because we don't have the vocal available to us when we're just using words, say in an email or a text. So when you're using the three Vs and the vocal component of giving feedback, where you're looking for that incremental improvement, doing some real fine tuning of something that's already good, you want to make sure that your positive intent comes through in your tone. So your voice should sound really up. It should be very optimistic. There should be a lot of positive energy in your voice. It should certainly not make the other person feel scolded or feel put down or feel inadequate in any way. So you do want to make sure you're focusing some of your energy on what is the sound of my voice how is this going to land it should land so that the other person feels like a great opportunity is awaiting them on the other side of whatever this feedback is you're about to give them so again you're going to use your voice as a musical instrument to really modulate your tone so that it sounds upbeat optimistic and and whatever lies on the other side of this advice or constructive feedback is exciting and will help move the relationship forward All right. And then the visual component. So this is the third V. So quickly as a recap, the visual component of our communication is what can be seen when we can't hear any of the rest of it. Let's just say, for example, we have the volume turned down and you could see the facial expression. You could see... Um, If there were any visual aids like slides or pictures or anything like that that went along with it, you'd see facial expression, eye contact, gestures, and again, any of those visual aids. So this is where your next magical technique comes in. So to reinforce the verbal, remember, we did a couple of unique things with the verbal. In the verbal, we already told them that something is coming that's going to make them even better, and we primed them to be open-minded for it. So we did those two verbal things. Now we're going to use a picture to support how amazing the status quo already is. So if that status quo is their work performance, except for this 1% or 2% that we want to fine tune, we're going to demonstrate that their overall work performance is excellent. So again, if it's their work performance or a relationship or their performance on the athletic team or their leadership as your boss, we're going to demonstrate to them that a vast majority of the status quo is already working really well. And here's how you're going to do this. I want you to draw a pie chart. Hand draw a pie chart. You're not going to come with a prepared slide or anything like that. You're going to hand draw a circle. So nothing fancy just a circle which represents the overall work performance or the relationship or their athletic performance or their leadership as your boss whatever it happens to be okay so you're going to say this is our relationship okay or this is our this is your performance and you're going to draw that circle and then you are going to draw a tiny sliver in the pie chart that represents how much of an issue this is weighted in relation to the rest of the relationship or the rest of the work performance or the rest of whatever else it is that's working. And so as you draw that sliver, you're going to explain that this feedback or the suggestions you're about to give them are going to account for one or 2% or 5%, whatever percentage it might be. And, you know, this isn't a Highly data driven exercise. You're just going to kind of make up a percentage because this is a small. It's a small thing. So again, is it one, two, five percent, whatever percentage it is of their overall performance, and that the other ninety nine percent, or ninety eight percent, or ninety five percent of the relationship, or their work performance, or their athleticism, or their leadership as your boss is all working great. So that that everything is exceptional, you know, And, and of course. You're not going to feed them a line of BS if everything is not exceptional, if 95% of everything is not exceptional. Remember, this is not the technique for you to use. This is the technique for when everything is mostly working amazing, but you want to do just that little bit of fine tuning. Okay, so you've drawn the pie chart and you've said this 95% is working amazing. What I want to talk about is just this little tiny sliver. It's just 5% of everything else. You know, it's 5% of, of the whole And that's what I want to talk about. Now, before you actually give the feedback, now you're going to do some check-ins. You're going to check in to see if they understand what you're talking about. So it might sound something like this. Now, before I tell you what it is that I think can account for an improvement of 2% or 5% of your performance or our relationship or your athleticism or your leadership, can we both agree that this is a very small part of the overall whole, which is generally working really well. Can we both agree? Now, don't go any further until you get their buy-in on that. So if they're looking at that pie chart and they can see the overwhelming majority of the rest of that pie being on point, on track, high performance, working well, it is very likely that They are going to agree with you that, yes, this is a small part of the overall whole. So once you get that agreement, then I want you to get some even further agreement. You're going to say, and can we further agree that this is intended only to make something that's already really, really good even better? And it's meant with only the most positive intent and goodwill. Can we agree to that as well? We're just trying to make something that's already good even just a little bit better. Now, once you get their buy-in to that, then you can go ahead and tell them what it is. So for example, in the context of the relationship with the high school student who wants his uh, girlfriend to text and call just a little bit less, he's going to say our relationship is working really, really well. 95% of everything or 98% of everything is amazing. I love being with you. I love hanging out with you. We've got a lot in common, a lot of great mutual friends, and our relationship is going wonderfully. And then here's where you are also going to use some of my techniques from difficult conversations. You're going to say, and, and then you're going to insert whatever that thing is, and I'm really busy with all my sports and all the other activities that I have, and I feel bad when I miss your texts. So I'm wondering if we can find a way to communicate on a regular basis, but a little bit less frequently throughout the day so that I'm not distracted from the other things. Because I certainly would not want to eventually start resenting you. Now you might not throw that in if the person feels like they might easily go to resentment or something, but just say this is. I just need a little bit less of this. Okay, so that's how you're going to do it. Or if it's the employee who needs to do just a little bit more proofreading of things before they send it on, but they have great ideas and they write really well, but they just need to check for errors a little bit more intentionally before they send their work on to you or to whoever handles it next. To say, you've got great ideas, everything comes through really well and clear and crisp in your writing, and there are still a few typos. So I'd like you to just double down on proofreading your own work before you send it on. And that's just a tiny sliver. Again, you may then want to reinforce in whatever context it is, that this is just a tiny sliver and that everything else is going really, really well. All right, now some of you are going to want to take a shortcut and not use the visual aid of the pie chart, but that would be a huge mistake, my friends. What makes this work so well is the actual visual aid accompanied by the other things that you're doing, the verbal pieces. So when that pie chart and your words, and of course your tone of voice, are all sending the same message, that this is feedback for fine-tuning and making something that's already good or even great Even just a little bit better, it's much easier for the other person to take it in context and not blow it out of proportion. Now, some of you who are managers have performance evaluations coming up. And if yours aren't for a while, I want you to bookmark this episode right now and put a note in your calendar closer to the time of performance reviews so that you can come back and review it again before performance reviews. And for those of you who have performance reviews coming up, I want you to think about seriously using this. With your high performers and your high potentials, the ones who are already doing really, really well, this is going to help you coach them to do even just a little bit better. Now, others of you, whether you're a manager or not, you'll find opportunities to use this in your day-to-day work life and in navigating your personal relationships. So just think about something that's already really good and working really well and how you can use this to fine tune it just a little bit. I want you to give it a try and then drop me a line with your results. You can hit me up on email. You can hit me up on social media. I would love to hear how this is working for you. All right, my friends, if you enjoy this content and you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that little subscribe button and knock that little bell so that you get notified every time there's a new episode out. I'm also starting to make some other videos on YouTube as well. So even if you're listening on a podcast player, you're going to want to head over to youtube.com forward slash Janelle Anderson, PhD, and subscribe so that you don't miss a thing. Wherever you're listening or watching, please leave me a review. It helps other listeners find me and it just plain old makes me feel good. Until next time, my friends, be well. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, head on over to Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and give us five stars and a quick review. It really makes a difference and it keeps us bringing you valuable content that you can put into play in your life. I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, and this is Working Conversations.